I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you're listening to The Catherine Zox Show. Joining me today is Bob Nelson, PhD, Dr. Bob Nelson. He's an author, and his book is Work Made Fun Gets Done, Easy Ways to Boost Energy, Morale, and Results. As bleary-eyed workers return to, quote, normal life back at the office, many are questioning what their new work life will look like. Leaders now face a dilemma. How do we keep our people and attract new talent? The answer, according to two acclaimed human resources and performance experts, is deceptively simple. Have more fun. Work and fun have historically been considered polar opposites of each other. But a quick look under the hood of Fortune's 100 Best Companies to Work for in America the, the list reveals an undeniable fact. 81% of sur- surveyed employees say the best companies are all fun places to work. So Bob Nelson, PhD, and his co-author offer hundreds of practical creative tips for making the workplace more enjoyable. He's been, Nelson has been featured in the New York Times, the Wall Street Journal, CNN, CBS, and I could go on and on. Welcome to the show. Nice to have you here, Bob, or I guess Dr. Bob, is that what people call you? Yeah, they do. Okay. Dr. Phil, Dr. Dr. Bob, I guess. I don't know. Uh, but, uh, Catherine, thank you for having me. Pleasure to be with you. It's great to be with you. Okay, work and fun. Uh, sounds good. I don't know how many people actually, even before the pandemic, had so much fun at work. But um, you want to motivate your I, – I think you want to motivate your employees. They need to have fun. But I assume that your boss also has to be on board for all of this if everybody's having a great time. Well, yes, no. It's not just a party nonstop. It's saying make sure that you intersperse that, that fun has to be part of the equation today. You know, we're in the middle of what's being called the Great Resignation. Just in the last uh, four months or so, uh, over 11 million uh, people have quit their jobs in America, and it's expected to continue. And so whether it's we had, you know, a lot of time with the pandemic to think about the things and what we were doing, we don't we don't want to do anymore. In fact, we we hated that, <laughs> not to mention the commute and uh, and whatnot. And so things are changing, and they're changing uh, permanently. And so we're just making a plea that in in the mix, you've got to have fun be part of it. If, if people are are having more fun, then it's not work anymore. You know, and and this is one of our big points that work and fun used to be very separate. You came to work and you're paid for that. You had fun on the weekend. Forget about it. And all that has merged. I, I don't know anyone that doesn't do some emails at night or work emails on the weekend or even on vacation. Uh, and I, I think that it can be and should be expected that we can have a little bit more enjoyment with what we're spending the bulk of our waking hours with. People want That's more it. fulfillment. They want more purpose. And they want more enjoyment in who they're working with and what they're doing and who they're serving. Okay, that was actually what I was going to ask you next because define fun, right? It's not just uh, having a party at work. It's very specific. Fulfillment, purpose. Well, yeah. Yes, and that's actually a very interesting point because one of my, uh, one of my big ahas in doing the research for this book with my co-author uh, was that you know, I, I went into it saying, well, yeah, fun, that's easy. That's when you're laughing, you're having fun. But I didn't, <laughs> I didn't talk to two people that had the same definition. If you ask my wife what's fun for her, she'd say, well, if I, if I get home from work and I got a lot done, 
it was a good day. I, uh, that was fun for me. I go, really? <laughs> you know? and, and so it goes. Everyone, has, everyone I talked to had a different kind of thing that did it for them. And some of them, uh, as I was mentioning, you know, spoke back to purpose. And I, I interviewed a, uh, um, a medical doctor from uh, Los, Angeles, Los Angeles Hospital ICU unit. And she said, I have fun because I constantly keep in mind the purpose of what I'm doing, why I got my degree, and what I'm trying to do on a daily basis. And by doing that, it, it helps me not get frustrated, but helps me enjoy the work that I a- actually am helping people in, in a very important way. Wow, that, that, that works. Everyone needs more purpose in their life. I, I talked to someone, they said, you know, and they, I'd never heard of this, but they said, uh, you know, Yo-Yo Ma, they, in 2015, he played a concert for 8,000 people live. It was a three-hour concert he did from memory of Bach's six concertos. And you can, you can get it on, online. It's, it's free. And she goes, when, when I play, when, when I listen to that concert, it feels like God's, God is moving through his hands. It's just, and, and if I play that when I'm working, my work has more meaning and purpose. And I, and I tried it. <laughs> it. It worked for me, too. It's, you feel you just take it more seriously, but you enjoy it more, whatever it is you're doing. And so it's, it's tricks, tricks like that that we picked up from other people that at the individual level, making your job and task more enjoyable, which you know, we all have rote, routine, and boring things we have to do as part of our job, the paperwork, if you will, or, or what, cold calling, whatever it might be. And there's, there's all sorts of strategies that you can do to make that more fun. You can set the timer for 20 minutes, see how fast you can get through it. You can, you can plan a reward for yourself that might be calling... Uh, a friend you haven't talked to in a long time, or shopping online, or taking a taking a break and a quick walk, <clears throat> and then uh, we uh, we focus on what you could do as a as a group, as a member of a group, uh, and what you could do as a as a team leader, and then what you could do as an organization to make these all all these ideas and and practices a little bit more common. So, so there's the organization, there's the individual, there are the groups, there are the groups of employees, so they all can maybe implement some of these things in a different way. What about those people who have Absolutely. jobs that are very routinized? Now, you, your example was a physician. I can see it would be easier, uh, I'm not saying you can't get burned out as a physician, but to say, okay, I have a purpose, I have a higher purpose, look what I'm doing yeah. every day. But what about the average person, the average job? You're working at, a, I'm not going to name the company, but you know sure. some of these big companies oh, where... Yeah. Working in a meatpacking plant. You're yeah, doing, working you know, on the meat, or sweeping yeah. the floors at Walmart. Or I, you know, I can think of a lot of jobs. I, that, yeah. Yeah, and so, and so uh, someone like that, if you say, well, what, what could you do to, to brighten the day of, of those? If, if, if you're a Walmart greeter, wow, that's actually pretty important to the store. I'm not sure yeah. if they still have those, but you, you uh, greet someone, you make them feel special. Can I help you find something today? And wow, you're, you're walking the store and you're, you have a pick-me-up, you know. So, or I know people that, uh, that they, uh, actually, I, I try to do this. <laughs> when I'm talking to someone in, in a restaurant or in a store, I, how can I make that person smile? How can I give them a laugh in, in their day and just our, our 30-second interaction? And and I can't always do it, but a lot of times, it's nine out of ten, I can. Yeah, well, <laughs> you're Dr. Bob. You can do it. Not everybody can do that. You well, have well, the. Well, just trying to say, what can I do to what can I do to put a smile on their day? You know, yeah. and, uh, a compliment or 
or uh, you know the the weather. It's really you know it's it, it doesn't have to be much to make a human connection. And and as you do that with others, uh, it works for you as well. It's, so what you give, you get. And and so that that type of thing. Or or if you're you know a lot of us have, are on Zoom calls now, uh, nonstop. You know, still working from home, and uh, you know, there's and Zoom is it's not just does it get rote and routine, but it, it gets stressful actually having staring at staring at a camera uh, all day, and you're on because you don't know who's looking at you. You know, it's fatiguing. And so, what what can we do to make Zoom calls a little bit more fun? I I advocate uh, doing a uh, not not every time, but but hey, let's start uh, before we get into our meeting. Let's do a praise barrage. And it's a very simple activity. That we're going to let's go around our work group, and as I call someone's name, I'd like everyone else to speak up and say what they most value about working with that person. Let's start with Tom. Okay, Mary. Okay, Sally. And, you know, five, five minutes, maybe ten. And, and what have you done? You've given everybody a boost. You've given them, uh, you know, emotionally, but also at a practical level. If, for any of us to see how other people see us is a powerful thing. And to be complimented for what we do, uh, I guarantee you they'll do a better job at that. So, so Tom, I really enjoy how you always are quick to jump in and help out without being asked. It really means a lot to me because I, when, when I'm on a stressful project, I'm, I'm drowned in, and, boy, you, you are always there for me. I appreciate it so much. Wow, Tom's going to do an even better job of next time with you and with others. And so it's, it's a, again, a simple trick. And, and if you get together in person, you can do that with index cards. Jot down a, a thank you. You owe someone else in the group that you, you haven't got given to them. And, and, you know, maybe it's a month old. Maybe it's a week old. Maybe it was yesterday. And you get four or five index cards with thank yous from people that you work with. Wow, you, you have a, a boost in your energy, and you have a smile, and, and you are glad to be working with these people and, and glad to be Serving the customer, you know, uh, Inc. Magazine uh, put it. Uh, I thought well on on the cover of the book. They said, "Fun is frivolous, we know, unless you want to attract and keep good employees." And that's the point we're trying to make. This has got to be part of the equation. What are this some of the things the don'ts? Now you're talking about some of the do's. Great examples. What about some of the negatives? Don't do this. Well, the, the big one is don't have fun at someone else's expense. Don't don't. Uh, uh, embarrass someone, don't, you know, so I've, I've worked with companies like they'll have a, a bonehead award for the biggest mistake of the week. And that's funny for about two seconds. And then the person's upset and on the verge of quitting, you know, maybe it wouldn't have been a problem if I had some help around here, you know, and, and uh, so don't, pranks don't work, you know, so uh, if you, if you're going to, if you're going to embarrass or, or make fun of anyone, make fun of yourself, and, and that self-depreciating uh, uh, humor is very effective at drawing people to you and showing that you're human, too. And we all make, it's okay to make mistakes. The idea is, can we learn from them? You know? And uh, so that's, that's a big one. Uh, and, and uh, you know, you, you have to experiment. Doing this doesn't change things overnight. But, but I'll give you a story. I was, working, I was speaking in Seattle to 800 people on and this woman uh, was in the front row. You look, you look familiar. She said, yeah, I heard you speak recently. I had to come tell you what, what, uh, what happened. Well, what happened? She goes, well, I, I, left, I left the presentation uh, with the determination of this is real. I'm going to make it happen. I'm not asking permission. I'm just going to do it. In my shoes, she was a manager of a department. And I went back and I did it. I go, well, what did you do? 
I said, well, we created a happiness committee. It had five people on it. They were all anonymous. No one knew who they were, but any one of those five people could say, hey, it's time to do something. Morale's low, or we need to celebrate that success, whatever it might be. I go, well, like, what types of things? So, well, we had a picnic up on the roof. That was fun. And, and we bartered meeting space with a company on the next block over that does limo rides. They didn't have any meeting space. Now we give them some of our meeting space to use once a week, and they give us their free limo rides to use on people's birthdays or for special celebration, and on and on and on. So uh, that took hold. All of a sudden, their department has a lot more energy, a lot more fun. Other managers are saying, hey, what are you guys doing over there? You guys are having a blast. Well, come to the next meeting. Let's, let's have a joint meeting with your department. We'd like to learn more about what you do. And, and this, this took off. Fast forward from that, that day that she first met me, fast forward 18 months later, she stuck with it. That company, Perkins Coy, a law firm, entered the best places to work in America, number 23 on the list. Uh, this is a, the change can start with one person. It doesn't have to be the CEO. It could be someone in the middle of the organization. It could be someone on, on the bottom that, that have, have it bubble up and bubble out. Uh, that's, that's the power of this, and that's the power of, uh, of making it happen. And anyone listening can make it happen a little bit more in their sphere of influence. Yeah, so that's can, it's, yeah, it's contagious, it really, in in a, yeah. in a very positive way. So if that's contagious, what about those, as you mentioned earlier on in the show, what do we do about the 11 million people who have not going back to work? How, how do you? Oh, they're, do we, they're going back yeah. to work. They just they just quit because what they were doing uh, was not enjoyable. Was not they they wanted to, they wanted to uh, have a change a different pace. They, de- they definitely. We're not, no one's, no one's going back to a two-hour commute anymore. <laughs> yeah. The whole landscape is changing. Uh, companies are going to stop uh, canceling leases on rental space. <laughs> you know, the whole thing is changing. And, and people want to, you know, they've, they've had a year or a year and a half to explore, yeah, I was at home. I could decide when to do things, when to work. I, I got to see my family more. I, I got my dog at my feet, you know. <laughs> it's like, this is, life's good, you know. I don't want to rush back into the traffic and, and, and the boss and the whole, the whole notion of, of work. Already it had been changing. And we've moved from a command and control to, to now it's, it's more employee-centric. And right now it's an employee's market. You know, they're calling the shots. We have a huge huge labor shortage in our country for a number of different factors. And, and this is one of them. People are reevaluating what they want out of their life. And, and, and work, of course, is a big part of that. So if, if they can do things that are more fun with people they better enjoy, serving customers that they want to serve, mm, people are starting to hold out for that and not, and not snapping back to how it was before the pandemic and, and the rat race, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think also uh, variety is, is sort of a key word here. People want variety, and they've yes, I, I think mo- many people don't want to do Zoom calls and stay in their house also twenty four seven. They don't want to go to work twenty four seven or five days a week, eight hours a day. So if you can do a lot of create, and I think this is what you're talking about, be creative about your time. Also, I have a friend yeah. who's a yes, marketing, and, and it's moving uh, to. Working at because we we all know when we're we can best do work and and maybe you know I I work late in the evening I'm not I'm not on a clock and and uh, you know and you get in the flow and it's great because it's quieter it's it's uh, so everyone has a dip in energy after lunch you know so 
why are we, they have to be back at the office and, you know, not, now you're kind of, you're drinking a ton of coffee, that's not, I could be sleeping very well, you know. Yeah. Uh, so there, there's a lot of things wrapped up in the, the lifestyle that uh, many people have. And in and, and making the change, keep an eye on, on how can you have more fun. And, and, and you have to be part of it. You can't just expect other people to do it fun environment you 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 got to bring something to the party so just as a member of a team you can you can get something going i i have uh, and you mentioned variety like uh, as i've managed people for over 30 years and i have team meetings last thing you want to do is keep doing the same thing over and over so rule number one don't have a standing meeting okay we're gonna meet every monday we're gonna meet every friday Oh yeah, it's a two-hour meeting. Oh God, you know. So how can I get out of that two-hour meeting every Monday? That's what people are thinking. Not wow, I can't wait to go to a meeting. If you put it every Monday for two hours, for well, yeah, and then it's yeah. like it's like well, it's like something we have to do, and we're going through. God, couldn't we have done this with an email? Couldn't we have? There's there's tools now that you can like like my son uh, recently joined a hundred percent virtual company, hundred percent. And, and there's no building to go to, <laughs> and, yeah. and they haven't missed a beat. They have when they have a meeting, they people um, pre-record their their 20-minute presentation, and then they post it. Everyone looks at it when they got time, and when they get to the meeting time, they just have questions, you know. Or they yeah. they each week they they match one employee up with one other person in the company to get to know each other. Uh, he he uh, did a meetup of people that were working at the company in, in the area where he lives in Seattle. They got together to face-to-face. So there's, we, we can fill in the gaps uh, if we can uh, allow work to be done um, at, on our time when it's so there are two things, I, Bob. There are two things <laughs> going on here. The technology has changed everything. So we're not going yeah. back to business as usual. That's over. That's done. And I think a lot yeah. of people maybe need to hear that because you hear a lot about, well, when are we going to go back to normal? Well, it's a new normal in lots of different ways. And one of them is the whole technology thing is permits us to do it to go to work very differently. And then how we participate in that work can be very creative yeah. is what another thing that needs to change is the is the hardening of the attitudes of, of upper management and, and you know in, in in new york city all the you know jp morgan and uh morgan stanley you, you are expected back in the office in fact morgan stanley the ceo went as far as to say if you can go to dinner in new york city you can come to your office in new york city it's like well Good luck with that. I guess if you're, if you're paying people enough, it's kind of like combat pay, and they'll do whatever you say, but uh, people don't want to do that anymore. And, in fact, last, during the pandemic, over a million people moved out of New York City because they want a little apartment, not to spend more time there, and their kids are, are you know, doing school from home now, and, and, uh, and so they want to move someplace. We're, we're, we're seeing Zoom committees, uh, communities open up, you know, uh, Bend, Oregon, uh, Boise, Idaho, where people <laughs> go and enjoy life, have a bigger house, have a place they can raise their family, and still participate in a, in a corporation or, or important work. Uh, it's, it's happening uh, more and more. And, and, and then for the, you know, it's a breakdown by generation, too. As, um, the, the conference board recent research, they, they, they found that millennials who many of them started during the pandemic, they're not going to, what, what, start rushing into the office? What for? 55% said, no, no thanks. In fact, overall, 65% of employees that have been working at home say they don't want to go back to the office. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, and of, those, of those people working at home, 58%, 58% 
58% say if forced to go back, they will quit. Yeah. Well, I think, and I think you've touched on that, not just touched on it, you, you stated it. I mean, it's a generational shift. You have the baby boomers are soon going to um, opt out anyway. And then you have, you know, you yes. have Gen X, the millennials, uh, Generation well, Z, and then what's the one down below? What? 55% of millennials say they don't want to go in the office. Uh, 45% yeah. of Gen X and 36% of baby boomers. And as you said, some of them, if you're close to retirement or, or you know, then uh, maybe I'll retire early. And, and uh, you know, during the pandemic, a lot of people said, well, I've got to have that paycheck. And, and uh, you know, if they were laid off and, wow, you know, we make a few cuts here in, in our lifestyle and, wow, we can make a go of it without that, you know. <laughs> And, and uh, so it's it's the the mad rush for more money, you know, <laughs> and and uh, well, maybe if you live someplace that the expenses weren't so high, and maybe you know, it's it's uh, you adjust, you adjust. And a what lot are of the new jobs? Do, what we don't have that many much time left, but what, Bob, what are some of the new jobs that are kind of flourishing and emerging? I mean, some of the old jobs are just going to go by the they're just not going to be there anymore because we're not doing work the same way we were, but like. There are new jobs that have, uh, have, that are, and, and most yeah. of the new job creations are in, are in three buckets. One, anything to do with computers. It's sort of used to. It's always been projected as the the future, and it's it's unbelievable. If you you take there's there's probably four hundred position types. They're all looking. You know, so uh, you know my my son previously he went to uh, well he he was uh, a trained classical guitarist. He. He went to Northwestern, and then he went to USC graduate school in classical guitar. Well, that's impressive. He really went there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but he really went there to say, "Can can I earn a living doing this?" And unfortunately, he he uh, decided it would be very difficult. Now he has got a lot of hustle, and actually, he still teaches uh, people worldwide to Skype lessons on, on classical guitar. But along the way, he he went he shifted gears and he reinvented himself. He went to a a uh, boot camp for computer programming that Forbes labeled three months to six figures. <laughs> and in, in San Francisco, Hack Reactor, there's a bunch of them, and, and they're in all major cities. Hack Reactor and uh, guaranteed... Hack Reactor, I'm writing that down. Hack Reactor. Guaranteed employment, guaranteed. And he had people from all walks of life, doctors, literature majors, <laughs> You know, and they all had one thing in mind. I wanted, I wanted to do something different. I want to do something where I, I have, have control of my life. And, 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 and they, the average person, you know, hundred over a hundred thousand uh, dollar job. And, and uh, he, he graduated three months program. He got eight job offers, and now he's in the driver's seat, seat to see which best fits with who he is. And, and. Uh, Wow, it's uh, he talked his girlfriend into doing it. She was a she was a uh, administrator for a hospital in Los Angeles over her parents' objections. You haven't even been there a year, <laughs> and yeah. she did it. The day she graduated, she got an offer from Apple Computer. <laughs> it's like it's it's uh, the world is a different place, and and you you uh, you got to do something that pays the bills, and that allows you the freedom to do the things more that you really enjoy. So it's a mixture. It's a mixture. It's a mixture, exactly. We have to. Uh, we have two minutes left, but just I think the beginning of this was uh, Steve Jobs. I'm reading his uh, biography. Uh, you know, he went oh, to work in in barefoot and blue jeans, and uh, that was the beginning of all of this. Um, I'll tell you something else he did every day. 
every day when he got up, he looked in the mirror and he said, am I, do I, am I excited about what I'm doing today? And if the answer was no, if he had too many of those days in a row, he said it's time to make a, make a change. Well said. <laughs> and then we have to end life. on that one. I like that. Webs, just give us a website so that we could say goodbye, but so people can go to your website. And oh, uh, thank you so much. It's yeah. uh, www.drbobnelson.com. D r b o b n e l s o n dot com. And I've Great. got my so, services, but I also have an online online bookstore because I've done thirty books, and they're all kind of a different slice of. Thirty seconds. Skills. Yes. So, uh, uh, and we we offer books that cheaper than Amazon. So you know, check that out, and would love to engage with anyone that, that's interested in talking more about this. Great. Thanks so much. Work made fun gets done. Easy ways to boost energy, morale, and results. Bob Nelson, PhD. Thanks for being on the show today. My pleasure. I'm Catherine Zox, your social worker with a microphone, and you've been listening to the Catherine Zox Show. Mm-hmm. 